Hello, everyone. To this episode of China VC and Tech News Roundup, I'm Eudora Wang, sitting in for Nina Xiang. Here are the hottest news headlines for the week of October twenty ninth to November the second. First, Chinese President Xi Jinping said on Wednesday that China must boost the development of the country's new generation of artificial intelligence and securely keep the technology in our own hands to keep a foothold in the next technological and industrial revolution. Accelerating the development of new generation AI is a strategic issue that will lead China to seize opportunities in the new round of technological revolution and industrial transformation. Said she at the Politburo Group Study Session on AI in Beijing, according to China's state-owned publication Xinhua News Agency. This was the first time that the Chinese leader had gathered the country's political bureau to study the AI technology. The vital AI technologies should be securely kept in our own hands," said she, stressing Beijing's ambition to cast off its heavy reliance on imported technologies and strengthens its Made in China 2025 scheme amid the escalating China-U.S. trade war. The second one. The United States Justice Department has charged two companies based in Taiwan and China, and three individuals of conspiring to steal trade secrets from U.S. semiconductor company Micron Technology related to its research and development of memory storage devices. The two companies, Taiwan-based United Microelectronics Corporation and China's state-owned Fujian Jinghua Integrated Circuits Company, along with three individuals, were indicted on Thursday by the Justice Department. The U.S. has also filed a civil lawsuit on Thursday to restrict any products manufactured by the companies to enter America. This is the fourth case brought by the Justice Department since September as part of a border crackdown against alleged Chinese espionage on U.S. companies. The next one, Shenzhen-based Fortune Venture Capital has launched a new R&B fund worth 667 million U.S. dollars. It announced this week in a conference held in Changsha, Hunan Province, where the firm was holding its annual CEO meeting. The new fund started fundraising preparation work last November, and first 30% of its fundraising took place in March this year. The fund has already invested 1.3 billion RMB, that is 187 million US dollars, in 30 projects across various fields, including intelligent manufacturing, consumer services, healthcare, energy conservation. And environmental protection (TMT), military and big data, according to the announcement, the new fund has attracted institutional limited partners, including China's Industrial and Commercial Bank, government guidance funds such as Shenzhen Government Guiding Fund and Kaipeng Capital, as well as industry groups and parent funds, including Central Golden Resources Group and Shenzhen Yunnan Fund. Set up in 2000, Fortune Venture Capital focuses on investing in TMT, consumer goods services, modern agriculture, and clean technology. It manages 20 funds with over 30 billion RMB, that is 4.3 billion US dollars. It has invested in over 500 companies and exited 130 of them, of which 75 completed initial public offerings. The next one. 
Hong Kong Securities and Futures Commission, shortly known as SFC, strengthens regulatory requirements for private equity funds to invest in cryptocurrencies and virtual assets, according to an announcement of Hong Kong SFC. Firms which invest over 10% of a mixed portfolio in crypto assets will require a license for future investment, whether or not those crypto assets are securities specified by the new rules. Since many investors typically gain access to the cryptocurrency and virtual asset market through funds, however, Hong Kong SFCs still have no control over firms which purely engage in cryptocurrencies and virtual assets. The new rule came at a time when regulators around the world have been contemplating on ways to oversee the digital assets and cryptocurrencies, and see if present regulatory framework is sufficient enough to protect investors. The next one. The People's Bank of China has unveiled new set of technology standards for voice print recognition, which are applicable to the country's financial sector, according to a statement on its website. Mobile Finance Voice Print Recognition Security Application Technology Standards mark the acceptance of voice print recognition technology by China's financial regulators. In addition, the standard has also paved way for voice print recognition technology to foray into the mobile finance field. The standards have defined the security application technology requirements based on voice print recognition in mobile financial services. These are applicable to the design, development, detection, application, and risk control based on voice print recognition in mobile banking and third-party payments. The next one, Chinese bike-sharing firm Ofo is preparing a bankruptcy proceeding as its liquidity crisis worsened. Chinese media outlet Jiemian reported this week, citing a leaked document. In a statement, Ofo denied such claim and called the report ridiculous. But according to the report, Ofo has been pushed to the edge of bankruptcy as its bike-sharing business continued to struggle as a cash flow gap widened. As Ofo's founder Dai Wei refused to sell the company to interested buyers, the chance of a sale, or at least at a price matching Dai's expectation, is looking increasingly unlikely as the company's value dwindled by the day. As of six months ago, Ofo had total debt of 6.5 billion RMB, of which 3.6 billion RMB were user deposits, another 1 billion were supply chain payables. Early reports indicate that Ofo has taken out loans of 3 billion RMB collateralized by its user deposit. Next one. Asia-based investment firm Hill House Capital and private equity company VMG Partners have announced a strategic partnership to co-invest in innovative consumer brands with up to 100 million US dollars investment capital. The two companies are planning to finance the world's consumer brand sector with a differentiated offerings in order to expand their global reach. Before the latest announcement on the 100 million US dollar joint investment plan, Hill House Capital had already teamed up with VMG Partners for three times to fund companies such as the US bone broth protein maker Ancient Nutrition, pet food supplier Solid Gold, and brewery Stone Brewing. And next. 
Chinese internet giant Baidu and Volvo Cars have formed a strategic partnership on Thursday to jointly develop and mass-produce Level 4 autonomous driving passenger cars for the Chinese market, according to a statement released by Baidu. The L4 autonomous driving passenger cars was to become the first driverless passenger cars in China to realize mass production, said Robin Li, co-founder of Baidu, at an event in Beijing on Thursday. The two companies plan to reach small lot production by the end of 2019 and then scale up to achieve mass production in 2020. The agreement marks the two companies' ambitions to explore commercialization opportunities in China's autonomous driving passenger car market, which has been growing drastically in recent years, with the participation of the country's tech giant Tencent and Didi Chuxing. The next one. Chinese online stock brokerage Tiger Brokers, a company backed by Chinese smartphone manufacturer Xiaomi, is planning a U.S. initial public offering that could raise about 200 million U.S. dollars, according to Bloomberg, citing people with knowledge of the matter. Tiger Brokers, which also counts Wall Street investment guru Jim Rogers among its backers, is expected to float its shares as soon as the first quarter of 2019, said the source, who asked not to be identified because the information is private. The company has already appointed banks to arrange the stock offering, said the source. Founded in June 2014 by Wu Tianhua, a former developer at NetEase, Tiger Brokers allows Chinese investors at home and abroad to trade stocks in the U.S., Hong Kong, and mainland China markets via the Stock Connect scheme between Hong Kong and mainland stock exchanges. The company offers lower financing costs and commission fees to attract investors. The next. Hangzhou Ruhan Holding, a Chinese online celebrity incubator backed by the country's e-commerce giant Alibaba, is seeking to raise up to 200 million U.S. dollars by floating its shares in Nasdaq next year, according to a Chinese media outlet. The blogger incubation business model is disrupting China's e-commerce landscape. As of May 2018, the country's online celebrities, with over 100,000 followers, have increased 51% compared with a year ago, according to a report jointly released by Chinese market research consulting firm iResearch and Chinese Twitter-like social media platform Xinlang Weibo in June. The next one. Chinese internet giant Tencent Holdings Limited has filed a lawsuit against the copycat of its messaging app WeChat for unfair competition dispute, demanding 10 million RMB, that is 1.43 million US dollars, in compensation. Tencent, which derives two thirds of its revenue from online gaming and social media, believes that a blockchain-encrypted Chinese messaging app called WeChat is completely identical to its WeChat. Chinese local media Beijing Morning Post reported on Wednesday. Tencent has brought WeChat's developer Chips Limited and its operator FIR into court, demanding the two companies to stop infringing Tencent's intellectual property and compensate a total of 10 million RMB for its financial loss and spending on placing the lawsuit. Tencent also requires the two companies to file statements in clarification of their infringement behaviors. The local court in Beijing, People's Court for Hainan District, has accepted the case. 
And next one, Royal Corporation, a Chinese manufacturer of rollable displays and smart devices, has unveiled the world's first commercial foldable device that can be bent or rolled to serve as a mobile phone and tablet at a product launch in Beijing on Wednesday. The product, namely FlexPie, is equipped with a 7.8-inch high-resolution screen and is 7.6 millimeters thick, and can be bent over 200,000 times, according to the company's announcement. FlexPie has introduced a whole new dimension to the human-machine interface because it can solve the contradiction between the high-definition large screen experience and portability," said Bill Liu, founder of Royal, at the product launch event. The next one, Gojet, an Indonesian-based rival to Grab and Uber, has received 1.2 billion U.S. dollars commitment from Google and Chinese firm Tencent and JD.com in a new round of financing, according to a report of the Information Citing Insiders. The latest round could reach about 1.5 billion U.S. dollars if more investors participate, and brings the company's valuation to more than 9 billion U.S. dollars. Founded in 2010, Gojet started out as a bike taxi ride-hailing service and has expanded into four wheels with its Go Car private car service and the partnership with taxi firm Bluebird. And next one. South Korea's auto major Hyundai Motor and Beijing Tsinghua Industrial R&D Institute have partnered to launch a 100 million U.S. dollar fund focused towards local investments in hydrogen technologies and related industrial infrastructures. The fund, namely Hydrogen Energy Fund, is expected to have venture capitalists from Asia, Europe, and the United States as investors. Hyundai Motor said in a statement. The fund, once fully set up, will be used in the infrastructures needed for the hydrogen industry and venture startups with core hydrogen technologies. The company said in the statement. And next. ABB Limited, a Swedish-Swiss automation multinational, has announced an investment of 150 million U.S. dollars in Shanghai to build an automated and flexible robotics factory. The new Kangchao Manufacturing Center in Shanghai will feature a number of machine learning, digital, and collaborative solutions, and an on-site research and development center that will help accelerate innovations in artificial intelligence. In addition, the Shanghai factory will have humans work alongside the robots. ABB Logistics Automation Solutions will be used throughout the plant, including automatically guided vehicles that can follow robots as they move through the production, supplying them with parts from localized stations. The factory is expected to begin its operation by the end of 2020. The next one. Chinese venture capital firm Insight Capital has completed fundraising for its third fund, collecting 500 million RMB, that is 71 million US dollars in capital commitments. The new fund will continue to look for investment opportunities in the healthcare space in China, according to a company announcement. With the completion of the new fund, Insight Capital has nearly 1 billion RMB, that is 144 million under management. Limited partners in the new investment vehicle include government guidance funds, founders of pharmaceutical companies, and domestic fund of funds. 
Set up in 2016 and based in Beijing, Insight Capital is a venture capital firm focused on early-stage investment in China's healthcare industry, investing across medical equipment, healthcare services, pharmaceutical research and development. The firm has invested in over 30 companies, including online medical insurance claim portal Jianbaolife.com, according to the company's website. The next one. Akulaku, a Southeast Asia-focused e-commerce and online payment firm, has completed 30 million U.S. dollars Series C round of funding led by Finnup, a Chinese finance technology company, according to an announcement from China Renaissance Group. Other investors, including Qiming Venture Partners, Sequoia Capital Southeast Asia, and Blue Sky Venture Capital, also participated in the round. China Renaissance Group acted as an exclusive financial advisor for this round of financing. Founded in 2016, Akulaku is an internet company focused on e-commerce and online financial services in the Southeast Asia countries. The company is a subsidiary of Shenzhen-based Yanxin Technology and operates online payment services in five countries such as Indonesia, Vietnam, and Philippines. That's all for the headlines for the past week on China's VC and tech sector. If you find this podcast interesting and useful, we would be very much appreciated if you can give us a rating or write us a review on iTunes or anywhere else you get your podcast. We will also thank you if you can help us spread the words by telling your friends about this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Until next week.